to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. Should we get started? Yeah. Remember <laughs> I'm keeping that in. <laughs> Remember what it was about. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. Hey! <laughs> this is Marin. This is Emily. And this is Cherish. And this is Remember Twilight. Ooh, that was some harmony. (laughs) Y'all were in sync and I was like. That's just the beauty of Zoom. (laughs) Love it so much. (laughs) The three of us are in three different locations. It's it's a new thing for me and Emily. It's very scary for me. I feel I'm, I'm shaking and sweating about it, but I think it's going to be fine again. <laughs> it will be fine. Um, Cherish, do you want to tell the people where you're currently at? Because your location is the coolest. I am in beautiful and surprisingly sunny today, Forks, Washington. Ah, oh, hmm. the jealousy. <laughs> All the twilight vibes, except the Cullens couldn't come outside today. They're at the bowling alley. <laughs> Cherish, yeah, true or false, the Cullens would go bowling while it was sunny outside. I think semi-true because I feel like Alice would be like, these shoes are terrible. We must not wear them and go bowling. But <laughs> I feel like Emmett would be like, okay, this is me practicing not being the most powerful and strong person in this town. He just goes there, but like he's dented the floor at least 50 times. He's broken the pins. Like the ball has broken at least 12 times. And the <laughs> owners are like, I mean, we don't want to let them keep coming, but they pay for everything every time. So it's fine, I guess. Yeah, there's like that one cursed day that they don't talk about where <laughs> Emmett tried to bowl Alice down the lane. <laughs> 
and they're like and we don't know what those things were at the end of the aisle and they're like it was like Jasper's legs Carlisle's legs Esme's it's legs just everybody's hands <laughs> waving Alice is rolling towards them <laughs> then they accidentally mismatched one day and so someone had two lefts and it was a mess mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> Wait, if you attach your hand to another vampire's arm, do the signals still go to your brain or their brain? Okay, listen. Evil hand. It's evil hand. Is it evil hand? Oh my god, you're right. Like Bella's evil hand. Yes, exactly (laughs) like that. Oh my god. Uh, Wait, no, because vampire anatomy, okay, TBT to when I was doing research. And like, okay, you know how everyone has different blood types? Duh. Mm -hmm. Okay, venom, there's not just venom coursing through their veins, it's venom-based fluid. So do you think everyone has like a different venom fake blood type? Like their fluids are different? Right. I kind of do. And I think I've thought about this before because I was like, if you get turned by an especially evil vampire, are mm-hmm. you then also especially evil? Mm. Like if you get turned by a nice one, are you then also nice? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my God, because you, their venom fluids get into your body. So right. there's like evil fluids and less evil fluids. Right. That's what I've thought about. Like, is that mm-hmm. why all these right. colons are such, are such little babies? Because mm-hmm. And like why Bella didn't eat anybody because she mm-hmm. had not only Edwards, but also Carlisle's. It's like the chain, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, double, so she, double good. She and didn't like, have a chance. Just, and to make everybody cry, Edward thinks he's so <laughs> bad and evil and a monster. But if Bella's so good, then he can't be. Because he it. has less evil fluid type. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hmm this mm-hmm. is too much. I am going to cry. You're right. Well, and this all makes sense because the vampire who bit Carlisle wasn't doing it like maliciously. He was just mm-hmm. so hungry. So maybe he eat. was a vegetarian before he got ran into the sewers. Who knows? Who I mean, knows? I think, I think being near the potatoes really seeped into him, though. So he was like vegetarian. Oh, yeah. The potatoes vegetable. have good energy oh my gosh no this actually this fits because so we just learned a couple weeks ago that Nahuel's aunt who saved him Howlin she um she got turned in the jungle right and then she was like dude I'm a jungle demon now what up but like Carlisle was like in with the potatoes and he was like "Mm, no I must be a sweet little ground vampire, you know? <laughs> right. So it's like, exactly. This, this tracks completely. It's great. Like, all right. Check. Stephanie, <laughs> one question we don't need to ask. We, did it. <laughs> we solved the problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just want to welcome everybody to this episode. <laughs> it's already five minutes in unhinged completely just and I'm here for it. <laughs> this is the, the Remember Twilight interview episode that I've been waiting for completely off the rails. Welcome to the Cherish Danae episode, everybody. Thank Ooh. you. Thank you. <laughs> Cherish, would you like to introduce yourself? And, and if you want to uh, tell us your pronouns, and tell For everybody sure. who you are. So my name, well, in Forks, and to everyone here, I am musical artist Cherish Danae. 
besties call me cherish i was gonna say to everybody here you're just chair desk (laughs) (laughs) besties call me chair desk or just chair 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. c-h-a-i-r not (laughs) e-r and i use she her pronouns amazing and will you tell everybody like a glimpse into your life who you are so i am a longtime twilight fan a teacher musical artist twilight songwriter i mean i'm just a lover of people And I care about making everybody just be who they are. And I don't know, I think that's become a really important part of how I want to introduce myself as like an encourager. Because, I mean, you can say all kinds of things about yourself, but like, what are you doing other that's like not just to benefit you, you know? I love that. And that's so true. I've seen that about you over the years. You are very accepting and loving and you want people to be genuine as genuine as you are and I I love that about you I think that's great thank you for bringing that into this world (laughs) all right Cherish this is this is something we've all been just wanting to know for so long what is the Cherish Twilight origin story how did you come here so it was the year 2009 okay well actually we got to go back to 2008 when the first Twilight movie came out, I was, nobody yell at me, in sixth grade. <laughs> How dare you be so short? I was a small bean. I probably wasn't short, though. I was really tall for my whole life. How so. dare you already be full size? I was already, already taller than I am now. <laughs> I, was, I, was a, I, was a, I was a tall little gal, but it was 2008. And all my besties were like obsessed with this book called Twilight. And I was like, this sounds ridiculous. <laughs> this sounds actually dumb. I'm like, <laughs> they're sparkling. They're playing baseball. They're like, oh my God, Emmett Cullen, blah, blah, blah. I was like, who are these people? This sounds ridiculous. I'm not reading that. And so then sixth grade year finishes. It's 2009 now. It's the summer though. So it's summer before seventh grade. I'm like at this teacher workshop with my mom because my mom's a teacher and I don't have signal on my phone. So I'm just sitting there like, ugh, playing a game. And then this other teacher comes up and is like, hey, do you like to read? And I was like, yeah, I love to read. And she's like, well, do you want to read a book? I was like, sure. She hands me Twilight. And I was like, (laughs) uh, I like, I didn't say anything. I was like, nah. She was like, just give it a chance. Like, and if you, or she didn't say, if you don't like it, like, whatever. She said, make sure you give it back to me, though. Like, I'm going to need it back at the end of the day. Like, she knew. She freaking knew what was going to happen. I was like, okay, that's not going to be hard. And then I, like, opened it, and I started reading, and I was like, oh! <laughs> and I was immediately, like, that, like, the day ended, and I was like, dang it, I have to give this book back to her. And then I called my aunt when I got out. I was like, have you heard of these books called Twilight? And she's like, I have them all. You can borrow them. And I read them in like three days. And then I watched the movie. And then of course, New Moon was coming out in November. So we went and we lined up at midnight or before midnight at our movie theater. And we were just like, ah. and then we went to go see New Moon like five times, probably. It was the beginning of the end. Because then I was like, 
it was the never-ending twilight phase because here we are <laughs> i love hearing uh, these origin stories because i mean so many of us have like the same experience we were just in different locations because you're like lining up for new moon before midnight i'm like i was sitting on a movie theater floor too we were all having the same vibe yeah i just didn't know it <laughs> i missed I, I miss that me too <laughs> Because now they're like, oh, you can see it on Thursday at 7 p.m. I'm like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thursday at 7. Like, I had to wait for Friday, and I had to be in line by 7 p.m. to get it, like, the ticket for midnight. Like, hello? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The advanced, like, seating options. We're just going to buy our tickets early, and then we'll be ready. No, we had to wait. It was first Mm -hmm. come, first served. Yeah. we're fighting to the death. <laughs> I miss it. I miss it so much. I miss it a lot too. Can you think how like how violent it would be if that was still the case now though? People would be literally punching for the first spot in line. Literally. Mm-hmm. It would be insane. <laughs> so how did you go from hating twilight not hating twilight how did you go from avoiding twilight to creating driver's license cactus pov (laughs) right like creating twilight content online in this year it's so i mean it's the tale as old as time it's enemies (laughs) to lovers you know (laughs) twilight was my enemy (laughs) because it was annoying me with how much people just wanted to be about it and then I was like I am my own enemy I'm literally I'm keeping myself from something that's like really awesome and so up my alley like just literally the exact thing that I had always wanted to read or that I didn't know yet that I would always want to read was this like romance and it's like they're two lovers another but there's the, the the mountains keeping them apart but the sacred tunnel anyway sorry I had to do sacred tunnel <laughs> so that's what I think of secret tunnel I had to get through the mountain myself through mm-hmm. the secret tunnel to get to my lover which is twilight and like <laughs> <laughs> and I think the fact that I had started out just completely ignorant to it and not knowing what it was and just blindly disliking it and then going to like loving it it helped me to you know empathize with people who are also in that same boat like I've never seen Twilight it sounds dumb and then I'm like I, I was there but it makes me feel like you know what everybody's just waiting on their their Twilight thing everyone is waiting on that thing they don't know that is going to change mm-hmm. their life and most of the people it can be twilight they just haven't given it a chance yet but being in that mindset made me just like more resilient through the years of twilight hate time because in high school I was just like I'm just not going to talk about it with anybody but I'm just going to be reading my fanfics and (laughs) looking at people's Instagram posts and edits and thinking and all that stuff and I never thought that I would create anything like that I wanted to because I wanted to interact with people who were in that in those spaces And so then when I eventually did and started creating through writing and, you know, just doing lives and stuff, which that was when it started the whole creative process. And then, of course, Midnight Sun announcement 2020, literally 11 years after 
I had first interacted with Twilight, I'm now able to take all this passion that I've had building up for so many years and put it into music of all kinds, parodies and originals, and just the way that I try to play my music, it's all because I like gave it a chance or because I was forced to read it one summer in 2009, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That is a beautiful story. I just, the first time I met you was listening, was literally, I had never, never seen you or heard of you because I, I'm scared of Instagram, but Emily was like, there's this girl, she plays the guitar, she sings, um, should we have her on? our live to sing. And I was like, well, yeah, of course, absolutely. You came on, you sang a little bit of um, Edward's soliloquy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, damn, this is not only such a beautiful song, but such a beautiful singer and such a beautiful soul. I mean, you can just tell meeting mm-hmm. you. And to think that that all started from literally a teacher handing a, an 11 year old kid a book is mm-hmm. kind of a miracle. I love everything about that story. That's so beautiful. And now you're a teacher and you are doing Twilight music with your freaking students. Like how, what full circle, uh, I'm gonna cry about it. It's so beautiful. It's a beautiful story. It's really crazy. And I'm like, I literally forced my kids to just sing Twilight songs for the end of the year concert last year. But <laughs> it was so many of them kind of in the same boat of like I've never seen it I've never watched it I don't care about it um but they loved like the the boys the the tenor bass choir I should say they sang silence and I was like oh my gosh this is the first time I'm gonna have teenage boys who are in high school singing a song that's sung by a teenage boy in high school Uh. and they they loved that song and so it just goes to show like, you know what? Everyone has a little room for a little twilight in their heart. Well, it's a beautiful song. And it for those of you who are listening who don't know, which would be super weird if you didn't, Cherish wrote a song called Edward Soliloquy. And when Stephanie's team heard it, they played it for her and she loved it so much that they put it on, she put it on her own website um, during the Midnight wow. Sun released for as and it's featured I mean Cherish is featured on Stephanie Meyer's website it's it's not a little thing and it's it's really beautiful and I'm so proud of you (laughs) it's been two years it was like two years ago three days Mm -hmm. ago two years ago wow happy anniversary Is it my turn for a question or I'm, I'm off the rails. I have no idea where we are. We're all good. It is. How, okay. So oh, Harry. One, of, one of the reasons that we're here and one of the reasons that you are where you are right now is because of a beautiful little thing called Forever Twilight and Forks Festival. Uh, tell us and our listeners how you are involved in FTF. And what, what, to- what would you tell someone who has never been to expect? right so my involvement is basically just being a musical artist all over the place so I one first and foremost am a and who bears a VIT very important twilight twilighter ticket okay because I'm about supporting the festival 
Um, but also I am on the lineup to perform at various things. So I'll be singing at the Remember Twilight Live podcast. <laughs> so much fun. And also at Vampire Central, which is when you get to tour the Cullen House in town. I'm also doing pre-interview uh, music when they're doing the uh, Billy Burke kind of panel thing. Um, I'm also leading the Thousand Years sing-along at the end of all the festivities. Yeah, it's just, it's so fun. And I think if you haven't been to the festival, prepare yourself for just a lot of Twilight, a lot of people. Because I feel like there's some people who are like, oh yeah, I like Twilight. Oh, there's a cute little festival. Let's go. And you just don't understand the amount of like hardcore Twilight people who are going to be there. I feel like if you take the step of going to the festival, you might be hardcore yourself. But also it's like, just prepare to meet the best people, meet your besties. I mean, that was a big thing for our group last year was we got to meet some people for the first time in person, like actually hug people for the first time and make those connections like just even stronger and also just have fun meet actors from the movies and eat Bella Italia and all that kind of stuff so if it's your first time going don't be scared of all everything because it is a lot and it can be like very overstimulating at times but like honestly singing a thousand years with everybody at the end on Sunday was just like that was so magical. And I think that made every stressful moment worth it. I'm like, we're just all here. We've loved it for a thousand years. And just, yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah. And Cherish, for those of you who don't know, has spent like quite some time in the City of Forks itself. And so I'm wondering if you have any like favorite spots in Forks that someone might not come across just being at the festival that you're willing to tell us about? <laughs> well, I think everyone's probably going to go to La Push at some point. And probably if you're here for the Twilight Festival, you'll opt for La Push First Beach. Um, but I would encourage everybody to go and see a sunset on Rialto Beach, which is just you take a right at the treaty line and then you just keep going down that way. It's the best sunset in town for sure. Best sunset nearby. And also there are, I don't know, just so many little um, hiking little thingies like behind the visitor center. I'm sure people will do that, but there's also one behind the timber museum next door, which is not, you know, the visitor center is the twilight, but the timber museum is just so beautiful and getting out to there, going down further to any sort of beach, Claylock Beach, Beach 4. We did that last night, and we were able to see bioluminescence in the water. Insanity. Amazing. It's wild. I'm <laughs> also, so cool. also at the military, and you can see cows. Um, so I'm looking at some cows right now. They're just mooing out in the field. So. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> mooing in the field. Just mooing. <laughs> So obviously you're very involved in Twilight, but you also have a lot of other cool things that you work on and you're doing. Can you tell us about your passion projects right now? The biggest one that is 
consuming my mind right now is I'm writing original music for another book series, Summoned by M.B. Thurman is a really important book to me now, not only because the author is one of my best friends, but just the story, it, I feel like it has a Twilight quality about it where it really brings me in the way that Twilight did and the story, the love, the journey. I'm like, I'm just ready to embrace that in a whole new series. I feel like that is another thing people get worried about. I got worried about it. I was like, oh my God, what if I find something I love more than Twilight? And I think now I've been in Twilight Realm for so long that nothing will ever come to like take its place. Like it used to be like Twilight is just a temporary little love in my heart and it's gonna fade away if I find something better but I think it's just like ingrained itself in there so it ha- it'll always have a place there and I now have room to love other things because I'm like it's like you're so secure in your relationship with Twilight I don't feel threatened by like hanging out with another book <laughs> <You know? laughs> so summoned has become like my hyper fixation if you will for right now and I have quite a few songs that will be released in future soon hopefully that I love I'm getting more into love songs but then also like spooky vibesy songs like not to spoil anything but I did start writing a song that's literally based on forks and it's (sighs) And like the opening lyric is there's a little town with a little creek that runs beside an inn. And so it's like tying in the Miller tree slash Cullen house slash Cedar Creek Inn, and like the fog is full of secrets and stuff. Yeah, it's going to be a vibe. I cannot wait for that. (laughs) I know. I am so excited for the sneak peek that you sometimes bless us with. And I did get Emily and I got a sneak peek of a couple of, cherishes summoned songs and I'm obsessed I can't stop listening and I it's it's amazing I can't I I just it's the new era I think it feels like a new era of music for me because things are because I have all my twilight songs I have an album of twilight songs that I just have to record and release you know when (laughs) whenever that happens and I hope it'll be soon I hope I can do that we're fingers crossed. Everybody just pressure me to do it. Um, do it. <laughs> do it. It's a very different style and vibe from where I'm going. And I always love my the song that I'm writing even more than the last one. So like, it's just like, I feel like every one of them, I am getting better at, you know, kind of finding my voice in it, finding my style. And I think this is just even more so. Like it's still me, but it's just like, you know, we have different we have different genres sometimes. Like <laughs> not not that I'm anywhere near Taylor Swift's level of anything, but you know how all her albums kind of I mean it's like we got the country stuff, and then she's kind of going to pop and then she went like reputation era and then you know. Well, I think it's pop. um it's it's 
it's true as for every artist that we go mm -hmm. through different phases and it's not that one even has to be better than the last mm -hmm. one they're different you know right. and we were talking to Erin about this yesterday and she's like talking about the original art like and watercolors that she first started doing and how they're so different than what she's doing now but they're still awesome because that was mm -hmm. just a different time of her right. art and I feel the same way with you know your music it, they can all be different but it was so genuine to where you were at the moment when you wrote mm -hmm. it and it's never it's not like any is like a different level right. of awesomeness it's just mm -hmm. all different for wherever you are in your life I think that's beautiful about art is that we yeah. can change styles throughout our lives and you can't even compare to I mean they're not comparable definitely yeah. different era different time sure. different things you were going through I mean I feel like I've just become more of an adult since 2020 I think that's the thing about adulthood you just keep on getting older but <laughs> it is it, is. it, it is. truly is Okay, so as a musician and as an artist, the way that you are working right now in your life, what is your favorite thing about your work and also your least favorite thing about your work that you're doing? Hmm. Favorite thing, I love an aha moment. Mm. It's my, when a, a lyric finally clicks, I mean, when I feel like, oh, I've been sitting on this verse forever and I just can't figure out what the chorus is going to be and then it hits and then I'm like that was literally but you have to wait you have to go through the what is happening and the confusion and the just almost defeated attitude of wow I literally can't continue and then it clicks it's almost like it's almost like your brain the universe god whatever you believe in is like yeah you had to I had you had to do this you could feel this moment you had to go through that and I of course I think that's symbolic of life there's oftentimes you have to go through so much struggle to really appreciate the good that's not all the time I'm like I can appreciate the good when I've had it good for a long time too but it does make it a little bit sweeter when I've been struggling to figure something out and then it clicks and then probably my least favorite thing is just not being able to release something in its full form so like I work a lot on the piano and so a lot of my demos of me are just me and the piano and I wish I'm like I wish I had the skill to add everything and I wish I had the time to learn the skills to do it myself that is probably my least favorite thing is having to wait <laughs> being impatient to get it into its completed finished product because I'm like oh there are so many things you I can only hear in my mind and I want other people to hear them and I'm like can you just stick a headphone in my brain and just, <laughs> I'll play it for you in there yeah I never thought about that but that would be frustrating to not be able to play every instrumental part you want to add and be able to add different mm -hmm. types of voices and things so mm -hmm. And that's, yeah. that's like with one of my songs, Echo, I have, I'm like, I could hear it with an orchestra and all this stuff. And I'm like, also, my, just at the time, I was like, I can't add any of this. And I'm, I'm sad about it. Yeah. But <laughs> I know one day 
hopefully I can get that I can get into that place I can meet people who will help me bring that to life and I so that's the thing I'm like I can't do it now but I'm not that I'm not saying I will never do it and that it'll never be done so I'm like please please (laughs) we're all we're all pleasing with you (laughs) please yes a please and a prayer (laughs) (laughs) amen amen so we're obviously very excited to spend time with you this September in Forks and hang out and sing all the songs and do all the Mm. things uh how do you see yourself staying connected to Twilight after the festival and just kind of through the rest of your life it's like I was saying earlier Twilight will always be there in my heart and in my mind it'll always be you know it's like I feel like I don't even have to include it on what's your favorite books of all time like I feel like my top three can be other things because Twilight is always going to be forever (laughs) forever period (laughs) 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 but the friendships that I've made because of Twilight from the people I met online to the people that I've met in Forks it'll always be a part of my life because it's always going to be a part of their lives and our lives and we can, you know, just sit down and be like, hey, you guys want to watch a new moon? And, you know, at any point, and I know someone will say yes, or most likely, like nine times out of 10, we're going to be like, duh. Or I'm always going to probably sing a thousand years for something or anything. I'm always going to hopefully come back to Forks and play for breakfast at the Miller Tree Inn because there's going to be Twilight fans who are there who want to hear Twilight music. I'll always thank Stephanie Meyer for creating Twilight and getting me to post and release my debut single, which was a Twilight song. I'll always, it'll always be there. It'll always have to be a part because it's, I mean, it's the origin of everything that I have, like from that point to now. Twilight has been a part of like every step of my journey and so I'm like it will be 20 I'm gonna tell my children my grandchildren will be like listen back in 2009 I didn't know what the heck I was doing and I thought I was gonna be this little kid who didn't get into this stuff and then I did and look at me now I don't know it's making me feel so emotional I'm like literally tearing up about this because I feel the same way I'm like it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about Twilight. It was an important part of our lives. Mm-hmm. It was something that when, from the minute I started reading Twilight for the rest of my life, Twilight changed our lives immeasurably. Mm-hmm. I would not be the person I am today without Twilight. I wouldn't have the friends that I have, the community that I have. I know Emily feels the same way. Like Mm -hmm. think of how our lives have been forever changed because of this book, because, Mm -hmm. and when I, when I talked, you know, I wrote a letter to Stephanie and I said, did you know that your book would change lives? That it Mm -hmm. would like, it would change the world really. It did. And it has. And I just think that's so beautiful. I hadn't, 
I mean, I had put it into that perspective before, but hearing you say it is like, yes, that's exactly it. That right there on the, on the head is exactly why Twilight will always be in our lives. It's so important to us. And, uh, and it's again, it's like, we don't, obviously we could, if we wanted to just talk about Twilight, bring up every topic, talk about every single thing that, you know, we think or whatever. And we do frequently, but <laughs> the, but the main thing is like, it's like having a shared experience. We all experienced this romance, this story. We've been in Bella's head. We've been in Edward's head, Brie Tanner's head, Stephanie Meyer's head in the illustrated guide. Like we've been in all of these places together, even though we weren't even, like we had no idea. None of us, I don't think anybody no. who ever gets involved with anything Twilight in like a serious way, in the way that we have, I don't think you ever can walk out of that and be like, all right, yep, my Twilight era is over. It's, mm. It'll always be, it, no matter where you go, <laughs> no matter where you go or what you do, Twilight is always in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's so over. true. And it's so interesting to think about how I've thought about Twilight throughout the whole process because it's like originally when someone would say Twilight I would think of the book and then a little while later we would bring up Twilight and I would think about the movies mm -hmm. and then there was a long period of time where if someone mentioned Twilight I would probably just kind of think about like oh yeah me and Marin went to Forks a couple years ago mm -hmm. uh, or you know it just wasn't quite as present but now people say you know, if someone was to bring up Twilight, it's like, there's no aspect of my life that doesn't come to mind. It's mm -hmm. like all of my friends are related to Twilight. My girlfriend is mm -hmm. only here because of Twilight. And it's just so crazy to think how fast it just became everything to so many people. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I would also like to state for the record that Emily's girlfriend is only there because of me. Thank you. Yeah, Cherish truly <laughs> is the the main pusher. Not pusher, the main matchmaker. It was like, it was Twilight, and then it was a group chat, and then boom, girlfriend. Yep. <laughs> Cherish is a pusher. I push. She's a pusher, Katie. <laughs> she pushes. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. I love that so much. That's That is where it is. That's where it is all the way. Are we ready for this question? I'm scared. Because <laughs> so, I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Just picture yourself in the same room with Edward Cullen. The Edward Cullen, the weirdest kid at school. We mm. all know him. He laughs for no reason. And you know that he can read minds now for some reason. You found mm. that out. What would be the worst thing that he could overhear you thinking about? I'm like him <laughs> as a, like I'm like god I like imagine like meeting Edward and Bella and Renezza just like oh Edward's like oh hi this is my wife and my daughter and then you're just like oh that's so nice and then he's like oh by the way I can read thoughts and I'm just like I'm gonna go I'm like <laughs> it's gonna go because I'm like because I would never wish anything negativity upon a happily married couple but I'd be like if anything happens like y'all I'm like if, if y'all go head to head with the Volturi and you know 
she doesn't come out of there and your daughter's gonna need a mom a mother figure in her life i'm here also, oh my gosh i would hope that he wouldn't be around while i would be reading because of the contents of the things that i have been reading lately that would be devastating, <laughs> devastating. amazing <laughs> i think you nailed it that's perfect <laughs> when you uh painted the picture of being introduced to bella and renesme I had kind of like a similar but opposite problem come to mind Mm -hmm. in which I would be like, your wife is so hot. And like you'd be like, okay, now we have to leave because I just feel like Bella. Hi. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wait, no. If I met the whole family, I'd be like, I'm thinking about your dad. (laughs) I'm unfortunately, well, not unfortunately for me, unfortunately for you. (laughs) <laughs> I am praying on Esme's downfall right now. <laughs> I'd be like, Rip Esme, love you so much. Do you think you could get with Marcus maybe? I think he's available. Um, and I feel like you could give him a lot of love. I feel like that would benefit both of you. Um, oh my God. Marcus <laughs> totally needs Esme. You're, yeah, you're right? right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, either that or... Or our bestie Raven, because Raven loves Marcus, and I feel like she would treat him right. <laughs> hmm Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cherish, before we let you go, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you would like to talk about? Anything you want to promote? And can you tell everybody what your social media handles are so they can come find you? I would like to say Emily and Marin have been a part of my life and the beginning of my twilight journey and if it weren't for them like letting me on their little podcast live on a Sunday night I don't think I would have ever had the courage to share original music in another way like it was because of that night I finished the song later and then boom everything just flipped upside down and that was so cool because I was like silence was in the most early stage I, that was all I had written you guys got the first exclusive sneak preview yeah of church Janae music ever so I remember that blessed <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was amazing thank was you time. so for if you are into twilight which I would assume you are if you're listening to this podcast you can follow me at forever jumping the tl which stands for treaty line not timeline um <laughs> or at cherish Danae. that's me everywhere i also have a tiktok and a youtube channel where you can find five different versions of driver's license from various twilight character perspectives i think that's it yeah follow me on the gram on the tube Make sure you follow at the Summon series also, shameless plug, so you can get sneak pre sneak peeks of upcoming new music. And yeah. Perfect. Um, I just want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for being here with us throughout this journey and for uh, supporting our friend Cherish, who deserves all the goodness that she gets. Um, this uh, is 
I think our very last episode in our series of interviews. And so Cherish, you are just the cherry on top of the whatever your desired and most favorite dessert is. Cherish is the Cherish is like the cherry on top. I hope you guys have enjoyed this interview series. It has been so fun and so eye-opening and so amazing to talk to so many beautiful and um, creative and talented people. I've, I've loved every second of it. So thank you, Cherish. And thank you to everybody who has come onto our um, podcast and has supported us and been part of our lives. It's, it's pretty amazing. I can't even... Whoops, if I start to talk about it, I'm going to cry. So I'm just going to stop. <laughs> Emily, what do you have to say? Um, I was just going to say kind of the same thing and that I hope that you as listeners have maybe discovered some new Twilight content creators that you can go and chat with and support them and build your own little Twilight community. Because I know I would be so much less happy <laughs> every day if I didn't have all of my Twilight friends so if you're a Twilight listener who hasn't yet made the step to make a new Twilight friend online I highly encourage it because look at how many amazing people there are who are just waiting for you to send them a message that was so cute thanks It's so true. It's, it's overwhelming to think about the connections we've made and what all that's happened because of Twilight. And you were one of our firsties, our firsty besties. Mm-hmm. So we're glad to have <laughs> you. stuck with me for life. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we will see everybody soon in future episodes. We still have our live show from Forks to Post, and that will be chapter 39 of Breaking Dawn. But until then, Cherish, do you have a remember for us? And remember, everything you love is probably connected to Twilight in some way. So you better appreciate it. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. And, and then- remember, slay. <laughs> You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at Remember Twilight Podcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true.